Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Find Me in a Book podcast. I'm your host, Tav. Today, I am here with some special guests. I'm here with my mom and sister, Shan. So say hello. Hi. Hello. <laughs> They're really, they have never been on a podcast before. They've never done anything like this. So I'm really excited for them to be on here. I'm currently here in Idaho. I've been here for about five days, and I or I know that all of us love this series that we're going to be talking about, and so we all read the second book to it so that we can talk about it today. The book that we are going to talk about is the sequel to what we talked about on episode 35, which is Bow Before the Elf Queen, and today's episode is The Long Live the Elf Queen by J.M. Curl. So the second book, it was released about... A month ago, would you say? It was the 26th of October. Okay, so about a couple weeks. Um, but mom, you read the book right after it was released, right? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. And then Chandel, you waited to read the first book, and like right before the second book came out, right? Yeah, I think I had like a week between books. <coughs> okay, but also it was perfect because was. the others, like me and mom, like we had to wait months. Yeah. I didn't have to reread the first one to know what was going on. Yeah, and we had to wait, and and it was rough. I had to go back and read the notes that I did from the last episode and just all the details like that. So that's kind of what we're going to do at the beginning of this is go through a little bit of a recap of what happened in the first book so that we can get into the second book. Okay, so for this book, what would you say was the spicy scale for it? So it's like one through five. Maybe a one or two. For the first book. For the first book, yeah. I think yeah. we did like a 1.5 yeah. for the first book. For the second book, I would probably say it was a, uh, about a three. It was. It was a little bit more spicy. Yeah. It had more scenes for sure, especially when they're reunited. Okay, so if you really want to remember all the details of the first book, definitely go back and listen to episode 35 because the one starts where this one starts where the other one ends off. So just a quick recap so that if you guys don't want to go back through episode 35, you kind of know where we're starting off. So in the first book, Leala, which we will most likely call Leia just because we don't want to say the full name. Um, she was betrothed to Prince Thane when she was a baby and her nursemaid hid her, un hid her until she was an adult elf and Thane found her. And then they needed to marry before they basically turned to pale ones. Which, if you remember, the Pale Ones are from the High Mage. They're in the Void, just kind of like a curse on the land. And the king, he wanted her magic so that she can bring the High Mage back and the elves can have their magic and he can also become a mage. And Thane's father, who is the king, um, was supposedly dead. Um, he went into the Void. They, he thought he killed him. But at the very end of the book, he came back. And also, we find out that Thane's friend Aldrich, which we all liked in the first book. I loved him. Loved him, loved yes. him. He betrayed Thane, so we're not happy about that. And even in the second book, he still is on the king's side and not on Thane's side, which we're still upset about that. And so throughout that first book, oh, and Aldrich is his half-brother. Yeah, which shocked me. What? Yeah, now we're confused. And then at the very end of the book, we'll talk about it too because it's even more confusing. Um, but Le but Thane and Leia do fall in love at the end, but their mate bond is also broken by a dragon shifter who stabs Thane and they take Leia away. So we think he's dead and it's very like heartbreaking. But then at the end, she gets a note saying that he's still alive and he's coming for her. 
So that's where the first book leaves off. And then me and mom had to wait months to yes. figure out how, what was going to happen. And uh, so now we're at the second book. But is there anything else super important that I missed? Um, other than it, it was Leia's choice that she wanted that bond to be broken. True. And so, you know. And then we had it. Wait, no. Oh, yeah, she wanted the bond to be broken, went to find the dragon shifter, and then she decided not to have it broken. But at, at, but then at the very end, that dragon shifter, Varlet, was like, nope, I'm going to break it. Yeah, like This is going to happen. Yep. Okay, so now to get into the second book. So it's been a month since she was captured, and she's like in the castle, and the king is back. She doesn't know if Thane really is alive, but they haven't really been feeding her, but because she's an elf, she doesn't really die. Um, she just kind of goes into like a... A slumber or like what do they call it like a hibernation hibernation that's the word that they use she basically is about to go into that and they haven't treated her well when all of a sudden Aldrich comes to see her but because he betrayed them she obviously doesn't want to talk to him and the whole book like nobody wants to talk to him because I mean, who would want to talk to someone that betrayed you? And then she finds out that Mathicus, who is the leader of the Pale Ones, is also in the castle. And that's making people pretty nervous. The king has been like secretive, I guess you could say, about the Pale Ones. And so he doesn't really want people to know that they're working with them. But I think because people in the castle are seeing Mathicus, he looks like a Pale One. They're getting nervous about it. They're like, why is he here? Like, yeah, exactly. What's the king doing basically so this book also actually was the first book a dual point of view did we see Thane's point of view or was it mostly hers there's a little bit of little bit little bit of Thane mostly hers okay that's what I thought but with this one it's pretty equal like you you see his and you see hers so I really like that do you okay like some books they don't do so good at writing point of view. Yeah. Other books they do really good. And yeah. I really like that. Yeah, part. definitely. I'm on the opposite side. I usually yeah. don't like to see the man's <laughs> point of view because I'm like, that doesn't relate to me. I I'm not a man. Yeah. But sometimes it is beneficial. Yeah. But it, that's to interesting. Me, to me it seems very romantic to yeah. see his point of view. To me it goes back to like I love country music mm-hmm. and the majority of people I listen to are men singing about Oh, woman and the love and so for yeah. me, I like seeing both points of view in the- and especially if you get a good writer right that really knows how to portray you know because a lot of writers out there are women you know I'm I know there's a lot of men but there's a lot of women and so they only know their <laughs> side so it's good to see ones that have the men's side mm-hmm. that are good yeah really good. no I definitely agree it definitely depends on the author because with some, you're like, this is dumb. Yeah. Yes. They just don't know how to articulate his thoughts. Right. And sometimes they just make him seem dumb. Yeah. And you're like, this isn't helping the character at all. Okay. That's good to know. So we are at Thane's point of view. This is the first time that we're really seeing where he's at, what what state that he's in. And he's been, it's been about three weeks to him and then about a month for her. So I don't know if they, she meant to do that. I don't know if you noticed that. Or maybe it was just like a he's been awake for three weeks. And and that could be it. Because I noticed similar, but that's what makes me wonder if, if he was not awake. In the yeah. Like that first week. Time. Okay, yeah. So he's like still very weak. He was stabbed by a dragon. 
So it makes sense. Right through the gut. Right through the gut, yeah. Basically a hole in him. And the guy that he was with was one of the high mages, I think, right? Yeah. I don't remember his name right now. Yeah, I don't know what his name is either. Um, But he's a, a good high mage. He's the one that put the the mate bond on Fane and Leala. Oh, you're right. Okay. Oh, we'll have to circle back to that at the very end, remember. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, Thane is very weak, um, but he's able to kind of get moving a little bit. But his friends, the the ravens, so um, if you remember in the first book, his personal guards or like his personal elite army, I guess you could say, are called the ravens. And so um, he has friends, of course, there that find him. So there's like Leaf and Gunner and a couple others and also Leal's aunt. They have her with them. Um, but his friends, if you remember Piper and Fennin, they're captured with Leala. So with Leala's aunt being there, she is very much good into like healing. And so she is able to help Thane even more with like his scar and to be able to get up and going. And then once he hears that Leala isn't doing very good and that they're basically starving her and all that, he's like, let's go. Like, I'm ready to go. And so even though everyone's like, oh, you probably shouldn't, he still does. He gets everyone ready to go. Yeah. And and his aunt, his aunt, or her aunt, didn't mm-hmm. really care for him too much. Oh, yeah, like the whole book, basically. Yeah. She was like, uh, are you sure you don't want to come yes, back with us? Yes, the whole time. Yeah. She, you know. she thinks that Leal has been brainwashed. Which is fair. Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> you, you grew up your whole life hating this person mm-hmm. you never met, and now all of a sudden you have feelings for him and right. in love with him. Jesus. Yeah. Right. No, that's very, yeah. No, that's true. So back to Leala, um, she is slowly gaining her strength. Uh, she's had a couple meetings with like the king and Mathicus, and she just wants out. She's very stubborn, which is good. And one night, I can't remember how it comes about. I think she's able to find the secret door between her and Thane's room, and she's trying to like escape, but then Talon shows up, which Talon is Thane's sister. And Talon tries to help her escape. She, like, gives her an antidote, says, like, hey, this will help you with strength. And she basically scales down the wall and is almost able to escape. But then she comes up against, like, the wall or the gate or something that closes Mm -hmm. and then is about to jump down, like, a ravine or something. I think that's what it was. Mm -hmm. Um, But then they basically capture her. In that moment, I was like, why would you not jump? Right, because she's an elf. Like it's not like she's gonna die, really. She hasn't heard anything from Thane, so she right, no idea. Like I would probably jump rather than go back to what I know that king is gonna do to me. Right, because he's already broken her hand. Oh, true. Mm -hmm. Like, is this? I would jump. (laughs) Yeah, is this the point where she kills eleven elves? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. She like gets gets really mad. Yeah, which is like, whoa, she's pretty powerful. Yeah. Like, even that's crazy. She's been starved, and even yes. though she's in this different, different mm-hmm. state, I think the king pissed her off so much that she just went wild. Right. No, that's that makes sense. Yeah. So she let, she not, she doesn't really let herself get captured, but kind of. Um, and then they take her outside of the void. So they basically pack her up into this cage and. Uh, They take her outside the void because they're trying to take her to the high mage and wake him up um, who he's in the void. 
In the meantime, Thane is with his ravens, and they are able to get into the castle walls, right? I think he's able to get in the castle walls or outside of it, yeah. And then they learn that she's gone. Yeah, but he also hears about the events of the night before. Oh, right. Of her killing the elves. And so mm-hmm. he tries to get into the castle, and there's a couple elves there that I think are still loyal to him. And oh, they tell right. him what happened. And they're like, yes, we will serve you. We don't want to work for your yes. dad, basically. I, it seemed like to me there was one, though, that said no. That he was yeah. he was going he was serving his father. But oh, okay. they figured out that it was Massacus that had done something to them. Oh right. Basically almost wiped their memory of Jane. Yeah. And so that they can basically brainwash them. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Okay, so they take their little party and they are heading to the void to try and find her, which they do. They are able to kind of raid that little camp and help her escape. She almost like falls off a cliff from like the horse and buggy or whatever. Um, but they're able to help her escape and everyone gathers together and they take him to a little town, um, which it sounds like this town is kind of like a middle of the roads and the different like species have sanctuary there, yeah. I guess you could yeah. say. Yeah. Nobody judges, you're just right. whatever. Yeah. So at that point, I believe that they were talking to like the owner or someone there. Yes. Um, they knew the owner and right. his sister. And um, they find out that Leala might have a connection with the black mage because he is coming for her in her dreams and having like these conversations almost. Um, But they need to figure out how to find a portal because they also find out from like the tavern owner that the all-seeing stone is in Caladria. Caladira? 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 Uh, with Lord Brunard, which in the first book, uh, Thane at the end basically gives himself up to Lord Brunard and says, like, hey, you can take over the kingdom. Yeah, like, they beat him, but then Leal is there, and she's like, no, come on, like, I'll help you save you. But the thing is with Lord Brunard is that he grew up with Thane, and so I always thought that the story would go that they, like, became friends again, and they were, like, Allie, or, like, ally up again but it never happens um but they got off they have to find a portal to get to that land to get there quick enough to get there quick enough right because because the dragon oh yes yes she she is going to get there quicker to get that stone because she wants that stone so they got to figure out a way to get there quicker right and and one of the guys knows where the portal is oh right 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 So they have to basically commission a ship to get them to this island, but no ship wants to take them because there's all these horror stories of, like, in the water. So they find a boat that has an all-female crew because it's actually sirens that are coming for them, and they only affect men. And so as they're going to this island, the sirens come, and it's, like, a really big, like, not really show, but kind of a shit show. Yeah. And they, like, are trying to lure all these men, and they actually lose one of the ravens, yeah. who's Gunner. Even though they've tied them all down right. as best they can, and they're, they're trying to talk the ones that, are, that have tied them down and holding them there right. to untie them. To let them go. Because they want to go and be with, yes. Yeah. But they did lose one of them. 
and we didn't know a lot about Gunner, but we knew that we liked him. I was just worried it was someone else until... Yes. Like, as bad as it sounds, I was kind of relieved that it was only Gunner. Yes. Definitely. Yeah, because how it's put in the book, it's like, oh, we lost one, or we lost some, or something, and you're like, oh, no, like... (laughs) Who is it? So they are able to get to the portal, and the portal doesn't have enough magic in it, so they have to spend a couple days to really put their magic in the portal. So they're able to sneak into the castle of of Caladira, and um, they're able to have these disguises. So Layala and Piper have these disguises to be part of Brunner's harem, and they need to find out how to get this stone, basically. So they're able to convince him, but he also tells them that they need the scepter and that the scepter is actually in the dragon court, which this next part, they actually kill Brunard, which I was very surprised about. Thane comes in and kills him, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, it didn't surprise me because of what he did to Thane. Right, but. really made her mad too. That's true. You know, so it didn't really surprise me. I don't know. I just always had hope that they could become friends again, (laughs) like they could be allies, but they never did. Um, But they do kill him. So they take that portal and they have it. They have it go right outside the dragon court. And they're not trying to like storm the walls or anything, because I mean, the walls are so large that only dragons can get in and out of the court. So they just wait for them. They just wait for the the dragons to come out because they don't really want to start anything. And um, they figure that they know that they're there and everything. Um, and then the second crown prince comes out, and his name is Ronan. He kind of interrogates them a, a little bit, um, but we find out that the dragons have always remained neutral in the war, um, but basically abandoned the elves when the Pale Ones came about, because why would you involve yourself in a curse that you didn't really have anything to do with? I thought it was really interesting about the dragon court that they, and you'll, you'll learn about it in a minute, but... They have so much history. Mm-hmm. Like they remember the history, but I don't know why the elves have lost it. Like, and they have a different ver- a version of it too. Version, but elves live long too. So why was that not passed down? True. Better, you know. Like they didn't even really know anything about the dragon court in general. Yeah. yeah. Because even though, yes, you've had wars and it talks about their libraries being burned and the, mm-hmm. and the pages being lost, like, there's they have so many old elves. Why do they not remember more? Yeah. True. Yeah, True. It just struck me as odd. So basically, there's, like, an interrogation before they let into the, them into the dragon court. They transfer them in, and they realize that the dragon court is very, very big. And once they land, uh, they are able to be granted access basically from the king and the queen. Like we talked about, there is a lot of history. That's what they learn there too. They're there for, I would say, about a week. And they asked to go through their museum there. And uh, Thane actually learns the history of the dragons and that there's an, actually another realm called Runavale. Uh, and that's where the gods and goddesses, they actually brought their war from there into the realm that they currently are right now. So they learn more about these gods and goddesses that they didn't really know anything about. While they're there, they're also trying to find like the scepter and everything, but they have to act like they're interested and wanting to team up with the dragons and have this whole like 
facade basically that they're there to team up. Um, but it's interesting at one point Ronan says that he can smell that Thane is a descendant of one of the gods from Runavale, and he can also smell that Leala is as well, which yeah. is very weird. So you have that makes you wonder though you're going what? Yeah, like the blood of the gods. Right. Or yeah, exactly. Like mm-hmm. like how because I guess Thane knew that he was a descendant of the gods, but we don't really know that until it says that in this book. Yeah, yeah. Um, that I guess he knows all of his lineage, but not really, like if he didn't know he was a descendant of the god. Anyways, it was very eye-opening through all of this. And uh, through like the history lesson and them spending the couple days, uh, Ronan does mention the scepter of knowing that it's a very powerful tool and that the two pieces were separated in the first place and that it's forbidden to join them. And Thane was like, okay, well, basically, how are we going to convince them to give them to us? But Ronan is actually like pretty smart. Like he knows something is up Mm -hmm. and he can tell. Yeah. Um, So, and you know, you think he's kind of the playboy because he's doing all this flirting with Piper and, right. and stuff, and, and he's kind of the idiot. Mm-hmm. But, but, but he really knows. he's not. Yeah. yeah. And most of the time with second-born sons, you run into that. You run yeah. into the playboy. You run right. into the goofball. Yes. And mm-hmm. so I liked, I really liked Ronan's character. I liked mm-hmm. that he, he was very smart, and he picked up on things, and mm-hmm. he's also like, hey, I'm playing this game too, because mm-hmm. I want to know what you're doing. But right. I kind of want involved too. Like, right. You know, yeah. yeah. You could tell he wanted something different. He was he wanted interested. A change and an adventure. Right. No, that's exactly it. And when they do go to the Dragon Museum, um, so Ronan has a twin, Prince Yorin, with, which Prince Yorin is like the firstborn um, of the two twins. And they see this picture of Prince Yorin as the guardian, and he actually has the scepter with him. And that at that point, that's when Ronan can tell that's what they want because they all are basically staring at that yeah, scepter. Yeah. And so he's like, mm, "You, this is what you guys want. Like, yeah. let's talk about it. <laughs> like, let's not dance yeah. around it anymore. Yeah, like, I know you're going to try and steal it. Let's not have the whole, like, dragon court yeah. against you. Yeah. And so they basically, so Ronan tells them what they need to do. Like, they have to battle Yorin for it. And if they are chosen by the gods, which they've talked about that they can smell the blood, then they would be able to put it together. And the very first time that it was put together, it was with Rhaegard, which he is like the elf. He was like an elf. What was he? He was like an elf warrior, basically. I thought he was Mathicus. No, no. Mathicus is separate. Mm-mm. No, so there's oh, okay. Rhaegar, who is an elf warrior, and then there's the Black Mage, um, who is like Zahariel or something, yeah. and then there's Mathicus. Oh, okay. So Mathicus and Zahariel were these mages, and they went bad. Gotcha. So when Rhaegard and Rhaegard, I don't really know how to say these names, and the Black Mage, they put it together for the first time, but it killed them both because they weren't descendants of the god or they didn't have enough like blood in them to basically be able to be worthy. And it's said that when, and that created the void, um, when it basically backfired, that, that created the void, that created the pale ones basically. Actually, maybe it didn't create the pale ones. 
Because I no, think Mathicus no. created the pale yes, ones after the void. Did. Yes. But Maybe? there is a there is a spot in there that Ronan talks about it. And Ronan oh. mentions this all mother. Oh right. There's an all mother and then there's the maker. Mm-hmm. And he talks about it like they're two separate entities. And I remember Thane being confused. Being contemplative of it. Like, right. wait, what? I've never heard of this all mother. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of wonder if the next book is going to bring that into it because, oh. like, it didn't really expound on it. Mm-hmm. Like, it just was kind of floating there. Like, mm-hmm. hey. that basically the elves got what came to them because yes, they like took. it was a curse on them. Right. They took too much from nature or something, and it wasn't yeah. natural to have, right. like, all this power or something. And so uh-huh. that's where the void came and the pale ones and all that, I think. Yes. That's kind of what I picked up on yeah what I interpreted as that makes sense (laughs) sorry there's children here so when these two pieces are put together it's said that they can open realms that they will have like the knowledge of the gods and uh, they are talking to like the king and queen of the dragons at this point and they ask I think it's Thane that asks the queen like did the black mage have any children and she says at that point like I think he might have had a sister. When she said that, I was like, oh, do you think like maybe Leal is his sister or like something, there's there's something there because she has that connection with him. But then the queen- Or maybe her mother was the sister. Right, or her mother or something like that. And so that like kind of gets you thinking like there has to be a connection with them. And so they challenge Yorin because they want to get the scepter. And there's this big battle and everything, but they're able to beat him. So they are able to get the scepter. Um, at that point, uh, Varletta, which is the dragon shifter, she shows up saying that she has Leal's aunt. Leal is really mad at that and was like, we need to use the scepter right now. Like, we need to do something yeah. about it. Yeah. And so they, her and Thane put the scepter together. And it's very nerve-wracking. I didn't know really what was going to happen. But the the goddess of knowledge actually appears to them. And they start asking her questions like, hey, how do we end the curse? Like, what do we need to do? And the, the goddess says for the curse to end and the void to disappear, they need to bring back the black mage out of his endless sleep. And only Layala can do that because of her blood connection to him. Which at that point, again, I was like, yeah. she has to be a sister be or a niece or something that's yes. related. Uh-huh. And they also find out how to wake him because they're still kind of in denial. Like, really? Like, we have to, we wake, have him. to wake him? Like, him? I don't ah. want to. Yeah. And so they know kind of what they need to do now. And they get word that Tenebris, who's the king, has gathered all his warriors and basically are going to march against them. So Thane gathers all 500 of his raven warriors and the dragons take them to the front of the war and they have this basic like discussion because I think Tenebris comes with like a white flag almost. Yes, Yes, he does. And it talks about the white flag too. It it has Thane's family and Aldrich. Right. His mother and his sister are there. Mm -hmm. Which he's like, why would they bring them that like there's obviously something at play Mm -hmm. if he brought them there and so Leala and Thane go to the front and they are really mad that Leala's aunt is there with them because she's like tied up 
and Tenebris has the rope and says like, hey, she's poisoned. Like I'm the only one that has the antidote. Leal gets really mad, obviously, and she actually throws a throwing star at Talon, not at the king. Who is the sister. Who's the sister, right. And so everyone's like, oh my gosh, like, why did you do that? In my thoughts, I don't know, and maybe I'm the only one that thought this, but I all of a sudden thought, oh no, this is a side effect from using the scepter. Oh. Like, I totally thought... That you know, because they said there will be con- there could be consequences. Like uh-huh. I was like, oh my gosh, is Layala gonna go crazy now? Like, oh, I didn't. I totally, yeah. I totally I did thought not. that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. It, it kind of like made me really think for a minute, and I was like, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen next? Yeah. But then for the rest of the book, it seemed like she was normal. But true. Just for that yeah. second, I was like, oh, she's oh crazy. My gosh. Like she can't control herself. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> No, yeah, I was surprised. And then she was like, oh, yeah, I needed to hit him where it hurts the most. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Because then the mom freaked out, and then she was like, do something. Mm -hmm. And then they were Thane was able to heal her, and he said, like, here's your aunt, here's the antidote. Basically exchanged everything, and it kind of went to neutral after that. So they basically, what happens? Like, Layala fly somewhere or everything starts like the battle starts yeah. and then she has one of the dragons she can see that tenebris is like leaving uh-huh. and so she has one of the dragons take her to tenebris and she like basically beats him down and was like really like you're the king like you coward mm-hmm. and as she's about to like kill tenebris varlet shows up and grabs her and takes her into the void. And so takes her into the void. There's this tower there that they go into and the black mage is laying on this altar. And so she goes up to this altar and he looks like Thane. And yeah. that's, I don't know yeah. if you guys like gasp. Like I was in the car with mom and I was like, what? <laughs> like she was getting like play by play of like yeah, everything yeah. that was happening. But she mentioned that before in her dreams though. That he looked like it. That really? That's yeah. why she thought it was Thane in her dreams. Oh. And then sh- when she learned that, oh, this is the black mage in my mm-hmm. dreams. Why does he look what? like Thane? Mm-hmm. I don't why remember that part. Like I thought that he was like always hooded or something. He was hooded for part of it, but then there's one or two times that he he wasn't, and so she actually saw him. And that's why I always got to thinking, okay, he he must be a relative of Thane. I thought he had to have been like a long-lost twin or something. Like Thane got put into a sleep or or a hibernation for so long that he was a twin of the Black Mage. And but then it didn't. But no, I never caught that at all. And so when it like <laughs> threw that down, I was like, "Oh my gosh! Like, how how does he look like Thane?" And so she is able to do what like the goddess of knowledge told her, and she wakes him up with like her blood. And he like looks at her. He like says a couple things, kind of like chokes her. Is like, "Where are we?" Yeah. And then he says, "I knew you'd come for me, Valine." And we're like, yeah. who the heck is Valine? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you're he's mistaken. Exactly. Like you're somebody. crazy. Um, and so he's like, you don't remember anything. I or he basically as is talking to her, and says like, oh, you don't remember anything. Like I don't look familiar to you. And like through their conversations, he says, and you don't remember Varlet from before, which is like the dragon shifter. And then during this time back with Thane. 
um, he actually, doesn't he like go against his dad or something? And then yes. all of a sudden, like his dad has powers and he, he's like, yeah. oh, the black mage must be awake. Well, and that was one of the reasons why his dad did what he did is because mm -hmm. he was promised from the black mage right. that he would have power. True that he'd become a mage, but yeah. I honestly didn't think that the black mage would hold up his bargain. Well, I didn't. E I didn't either. And so then, when that happened, and mm -hmm. he, he like the froze powers, Thane or something. Yes, I'm just going. Like really? I, I wonder ah. if he could like. He must have like felt it within himself. Like, oh, I have these powers now. Like something. And so yeah, then he throw he froze Thane, but Thane has so much power in him that he yeah. was like, nope. Yeah. And then he stabs his dad. Yeah. And it's like, yes, he did it. Yeah. So when we go back to Layala and the Black Mage, he basically says, like, you may be known right now as Layala Lightbringer, but that's not who you truly are. There is only one person who could bring me back, a goddess reborn. You are my wife. That I was like, Lord, and I'm like, right? no, he, he just thinks that she's his wife. That out of my thoughts. out of everything, yeah. yeah. Or maybe she looked like his yes, wife. right. Yes, like couldn't be like a sister, couldn't be a cousin. Like, yeah. no, it's his wife, and we're like, what? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. She's with Thane. Hello. Yeah. So after Thane like kills his dad, he is able to grab one of the dragons, and goes into the void and shows up at the tower, and when he walks in. Uh, the black mage is like, oh, hey, like, he's the god of war. And basically introduces him, like, hey, cousin, like, I'm glad you can be here. Yeah. And so that's even more like head explosion because it's like, wait, okay, so he's the cousin of the black mage. He's the god of war. Um, and then he, the black mage was saying, like, oh, and here's the goddess we both desire. I won her over first, and you stole my wife from me. You started a vicious war through the realms. And then he introduces them and says, like, I am Hel, the god of magic and mischief, king of Vilhara. This is Leia. She is Valene, the goddess of night. And then Thane is the god of war. So they've fought before over... A long time. Yeah, over Leala. And, and yet Thane, you know, this whole time, even in the first book, Mm -hmm. That's all it, he feels her because he's connected to her. Right. And so and, that was. And that's another thing that I just barely read about is that uh, she didn't, Layala didn't really have those dreams about like the black mage and can talk to him until their mate bond was broken. That's very so true. I think that there was like a spell or that mate bond like created something to get her away from the black mage. Yeah. Which is interesting because then we circle back to that one mage that we that was helping Thane, yes. and he created the mate bond. Do you think that he knew their history, and that they yeah, were gods and goddesses? He knew the black mage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he had to have, yeah. and and he he probably maybe wanted her away from him, and that's why right. he helped her. Like to create I wonder if bond. he's a certain god or something. Like I wonder if right. he'll come back in the next story. Yeah. And saying, like, hey, I helped you create this, like, I'm actually your uncle or something like yeah. that. Like, yeah. it's very, very interesting. Yeah. And that they lived, like, a different, not that they did, lived a different life, but, like, basically they're really old. And if they're reborn or 
what happened to make them forget all of this? Yeah. yeah. And how is she going to be with Thane when she's married to the other guy? Exactly. There's just so much. Him, exactly. Maybe. You know, so is that going to happen truly? Because that's what they wanted to do anyway. Right. Is kill the black mage. True. So, like, can they do that? Like, who's going to win? Like, will they, how will they get all their powers back? Like, there's just yeah. so many questions. And I don't think the next book is going to come out, I think, spring of 2023. Spring, summer. Oh my gosh, I that's know. too long. <laughs> yeah, this book, it, it was good. Like, I loved it. But yeah. it's then at the very end, you're like, why do you tell us this now? Yeah. Like, why couldn't you tell us like maybe the last half or something and then we yeah. could think about it more, we could learn more about it or, because yeah. I really think the dragons know a lot more than they're really saying, Probably. especially because their history is depicting all of this mm -hmm. stuff. Like, yeah. I really think that there was like a partnership with them when the war started because it showed like these gods like on the backs of dragons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot about this book that, I think even going back and talking with each other, like we're finding out more and more things. At one point, the dragon queen says that, I don't know if she always knew it or if she's heard that at one point there is going to be like descendants of the gods that are going to usher like the dragons back into their initial realm, um, like where they came from. And so I think maybe she like knew something was happening like this whole time, like she just felt it. Especially because they could smell like the the blood of the gods or whatever in them. Yeah. But also, do you think... I was talking to Shan about this yesterday. But do you think that Thane kind of knew something was going on? Because throughout this whole book, he's always told Layala, like, hey, I'll, even if it doesn't work in this life, like, I'll find you in the next yeah, life or something. Yeah. Like, even just something like that. I'm like, he has to, like, feel something. He has yeah, to know something. something. It's got to be some sort of intuition or, like, if he truly doesn't remember. Right. For some reason, he has this tug and this pull towards her mm -hmm. that he just knows, I'll find you no matter what. Right. But some, something's going on. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But Well, it makes me wonder if Thane's mom knows more than what really they're showing in the book oh you know because here she is staying with her husband right and but she knows what he's done mm -hmm. so it makes me wonder okay what's up there oh but when thane was about to kill his dad his dad even said like yeah it was part of the deal he said that you were like this god or whatever that he knew Leala in the last life or something that she's actually his wife so his dad knew that knew something mm -hmm. and he's like I'm sorry I brought you into this like created this bond mm -hmm. like he knew he knew as well that yeah. they're like descendants of gods yeah. yeah so people know things that they're not talking about yeah. <laughs> it makes you wonder what conversations Tenebris had with the black mage true like what did the black mage tell him like, did he say, I'm trying to do this to Thane because mm -hmm. we've had this war? Oh. Like, you know, like, how yeah. much does Tenebus really know that we will never know That's now? true. True. I mean, unless the Black Mage divulges it. Mm -hmm. Well, you can't imagine, I can't imagine that the Black Mage tell him everything. Right. You know, he's got to have his secrets. Yeah. You know, so. 
Oh man, so much to uncover. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully this book comes out really quick. Well, and it makes you wonder there's so much. I think that it, it makes you wonder if there's going to be a fourth book. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There yeah, definitely there's will so be. Much that yeah. I really could. I really like this author that she writes plainly. Mm-hmm. That it yes. is an easy read. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like some authors get too much into describing the settings and the details. True. But I like how she does just enough that you can imagine it in your head, mm-hmm. but then you keep reading the story. Right. Like, it's yeah. not... It's more about the characters yes. and, like... Yeah. And the storyline, I really like how she just simply put everything. It didn't take me a long time to process right. every sentence, trying to figure out, oh, well, this mm-hmm. imagery here or yeah, yeah. this complex character. Right. It was a really easy read mm-hmm. yes, and like that not all these characters have all these huge backgrounds kind of like the yeah. blood and ash series right. where i feel like every single character has this huge elaborate background yes. but with this it's like no the main characters have this background but we're slowly finding out what it is yeah. Yeah. and so we're able to keep along with it and not yeah. be lost in all the details yeah i did like that okay perfect well are there any other thoughts and feelings we loved this book. We're excited yeah, for the next book. Definitely. Yeah. I think, Mom, did you say that there are other books by her? Yes, there. there's a whole bunch. Um, one that I was going to start reading, I'm pretty sure it's by the same one that's called Rise. Okay. Do yes, you know, do you know like the characters, like the plot of it really, uh, or the summary? Do you I, remember? I don't remember because it was a few days ago that I read the little... Like synopsis type yeah, thing? and... I, I don't remember at all. That'd be so cool if it was like right along with this world. Yeah. That they're all in the yeah. same. That'd be cool. But yeah, we'll have to look into it. Um, but yeah, no, I'm glad that you guys were here on the podcast. Um, and I hope everyone enjoyed this episode with my family. And yeah, it was really fun. I hope you enjoyed this second episode. Definitely follow me on Instagram. Find me at book podcast. We just did a giveaway and that was really fun. And I'm sure that there'll be more giveaways soon. Um, But yeah, other than that, I'm grateful for you guys. And we'll talk to you later.